1: Some 500 nurses and over 120 doctors have returned from overseas in the wake of the national recruitment drive to join the fight against COVID 19. One of those answering the call to put on the green jersey is Dr. Paddy Barry, who returned home from Perth in Australia last week, and he joins me. Good morning, to you, Paddy. Good morning, Patricia. Uh, Thanks I, very much for inviting me to talk with you. Well, you're very welcome to the programme. Are you over the jet lag at this stage? I
2: am. No, I'm actually in a very good sleeping pattern now. I'm uh, falling, falling asleep at around 10 every night and getting up early as well. So Brilliant. I get like something good.
1: Brilliant. Now, you you're obviously you have to self-isolate for two weeks. Is that it?
2: I do. Yeah. So on the day I came home, I was told about kind of the, the quarantine period of two weeks. And then as soon as I'm out of quarantine, I'm back into work um, up in Tala Hospital in Dublin. Okay. Um, So the quarantining has actually been fine. There's a lot of things you can still do as long as you just do them inside the confines of your own home or your own property. Um, So it's important, I like to say, like it's a time where you can still do things. You you don't have to do nothing. uh, But it's just um, keeping the distance, making sure you're not coming into contact with other people.
1: And you're feeling okay.
2: And I'm feeling absolutely fine. Thanks very much brilliant, for asking.
1: Brilliant, brilliant. Now, how quickly, Paddy, did you make the decision to return home? And, and talk me through how that all came about.
2: Um, I was, I'd i like to say a couple of days, but it was more like hours, to be honest. So um, I, the first few cases kind of came up uh, like early on in China. And we'd heard a lot of it. It was obviously like kind of big in the medical community. And then the spread to Europe was a little concerning. And eventually we received uh, kind of news of isolated cases in Ireland. And at the time, it was very hard to judge how kind of fast it was going to spread or how much the growth would be. Um, but once we saw kind of the appeals for the healthcare staff from the minister, uh, Simon Harris and T. Shirk Leo Varaga, we decided it would be definitely the right thing to do is to go home and help with the, help with the fight. So we kind of received those. Um, messages and heard about it on a Thursday maybe uh, or on a Wednesday and I went into work the next day and asked would it be okay to resign and there's usually a four week cooling off period but um, the staff in Royal Perth Hospital uh, where I was working were absolutely brilliant they completely understood and they allowed me to cancel the contract on the Friday which was my last shift so I finished up a night shift on the Friday into the Saturday and then flew out Sunday night.
1: Well done, well done and how long had you planned to stay in Perth?
2: Um, we're definitely planning on staying for at least another eight months to a year, so we're gonna stay for a little bit longer but uh no it it definitely it was definitely the right move to come back and i uh, I'm happy to be back and I'm happy to be able to help
1: okay and you're you're using your the the royal the collective we you're speaking on behalf of you, and who else
2: uh me and everyone else who's come back to be honest, I'm one of the very many who've come back um I think it was just announced yesterday. So there was 262 extra nurses and 63 extra doctors who've been recruited in the last few days. Yeah. Um, so there's loads of people putting their lives on hold from abroad. Now, I was only there temporarily for a year or two, um, just as kind of uh, opportunities work in you know, the health service and a bit of a holiday uh, at the same time with the nice weather. But there's people who've been living abroad for years who are coming back and really putting their lives on hold.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: so I have massive respect for them. And I have a huge respect for the people coming out of retirement um, who are knowingly putting themselves at a greater risk than younger professionals like myself and they're still determined to help.
1: And what was life like in in-person Australia?
2: Um, life was lovely. Uh, the weather was brilliant. Um, people are absolutely great. And no, I, I, really, I really enjoyed my time there.
1: And there's a good Irish community, isn't there, in Australia?
2: A good Irish community, but there's also the, yeah, uh, it's always the pull to home. There's something <laughs> like when you're away, you, n- you never quite feel settled. Um, so it is it is nice to be back, even though it's not in the nicest of times. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's always lovely to come back to Ireland. And I definitely will be settled in Ireland in the future.
1: Well done. Well done. And by the way, how is Australia dealing with COVID 19?
2: Um, so Australia is still early. When I say early days, I mean earlier than ourselves at the moment. So they've, uh, there's more cases coming up on the east coast in like Sydney and Melbourne and those kind of places. But where I was, I was in Western Australia, which is actually very isolated in itself. Like, Perth is the most isolated city in the world. Um, so there was only a few cases. I think there was about 20 or 30 cases when I left. Um, it's been growing since, but they're dealing with it well, and they're quite well staffed in Perth. So I think they, they should be okay. Um, as for the rest of Australia, it seems to be growing a bit more, rapidly but um, yeah they're dealing with it well I think they've started to kind of put in more restrictions on travel I don't think they're quite at the pace that we are yet but they're kind of moving that way.
1: Okay so you now have a contract with Tala Hospital? Yes. And what will you be doing do you know what department where Um, you'll be going?
2: Yes I'll actually be working on the general medical team so uh, general medical team basically any medical patients that come into the hospital on a given night is usually seen by this team on the next day, and then they'll be um, categorized into associated sub specialties. Um, so, with the COVID crisis, um, all the Corona, a lot of the COVID patients will come under our team and will be managed by our team. Um, so, we'll be, but every all the teams kind of will be putting in an extra effort to manage the COVID cases as the numbers go up.
1: Okay, and as, as a doctor, Paddy, what, what are your worries about this pandemic?
2: Um, I, I'm confident, to be honest, I'm confident in the skill of the Irish healthcare workforce, it's an incredible workforce, and I'm also confident in the efforts of the government. Um, in the last few days, there's two major things that have been announced. The first one was obviously the Aer Lingus flight arriving with the extra PPE mm-hmm. from China, and there was a deal for more than £230 million Um, for PPE. So that's great. We've got more protective equipment, which is what we need. And then another one was the first major isolation facility was announced. So it's in the City West Hotel in Dublin. Uh, There's 750 rooms with uh, 1,100 beds and 600 overflow beds as well for hospital care. So this is absolutely crucial because this allows us, as soon as people are ready to kind of step down from the hospital, as soon as they're well enough to not need that inpatient care they can move straight over there and we can free up beds for more people coming in. So I think with the effort from the hospital staff and with the effort from the government, um, I I do have concerns, but they're not major. I think we're I think we well prepared for this. And I think on the way we're going, if we all put in a lot of hard work, I think things will be OK.
1: And the, and the measures that were put in place on Friday night by Leo Varadkar uh, and, and Simon Harris, the right thing to do. I mean, we're we're effectively, and I know they don't like to use the word lockdown, but mm-hmm. we effectively have gone into, like, we've closed the country down uh, almost, but that is the right thing to do at this time.
2: Yes. Yeah, so the, the increased restriction measures, which is what I call it, um, they are the right thing to do. Um, the two kilometre radius, the public transport restrictions and the cocooning are among some of the things noted in it. And this is all, what we need now is a public effort. The public effort is crucial in the outcome. And so at the moment, community transmission now accounts for over half of the cases. And the proportion of travel-related cases is just going to go down and down with all the closing of the flights and things like that. So the battle at the moment will be won by the public effort. Um, The healthcare staff can save many lives, but the public can save the most. But it is. It's good to note, though, that the public has been making a huge effort uh, The fall in the number of contact positive cases in the contact tracing. Um, last week, or the week before, sorry, it was an average of 20 people who had come into close contact with the positive case, and now it's an average of five people. That's fantastic. So the public has been making a huge effort, and it makes me really proud. The people of Ireland are all pulling together at this time. I see a lot of people making extra efforts. So I've seen a few business um a few Irish business owners uh have been offering to pay for hotel rooms for healthcare staff and things like that. So it, it makes me really proud to see how much of an effort Ireland as a whole is making
1: yeah it's fantastic it's fantastic and you know uh, previous generations when we had emergencies and we had situ- situations that affected the world uh, you know we were asked to go to war uh, we've, been yeah. asked, we've been asked to sit at home on our couches and watch Netflix you know what I mean in, in the scheme of things <laughs> uh, exactly you is. know okay <laughs> listen we're, we're, we're so I, I can't even sum up in words Paddy how proud we are of all of you young doctors and nurses Who've answered oh, the call? It's, so it, it's been just so heartwarming to see some of the pictures coming out from from, from the airport, and I it would be remiss of me not to mention to people. Uh, while you're a Dublin-based a doctor, you uh, have very much got North Cork connections, and your nephew of the former Cork East uh, TD, Tom Barry.
2: I am. I am. My dad's side of the family is from Killebullen and my mum's side is from Ross Harvey. So I'm very the, the Cork roots are very ingrained in me. And um, I remember many hollows like many summers, been down in Cork as a young kid.
1: Did you good on? You. It's a great, it's a great spot. And when uh, all this is over and we're allowed to travel again, Paddy, you'll be back down to the relatives.
2: I definitely will. I definitely will. <laughs> Listen, you stay you safe, so okay? And it was a pleasure to talk
1: to you. God bless. Mind yourself. Brilliant. Bye bye. Thank you very much, Bye bye. Bye bye. What a lovely, lovely young doctor. That's our future. That is uh, Doctor Paddy Barry, who has answered Ireland's call, packed up his life in Perth, in Australia, and jumped on a plane and uh, came home.
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.